Welcome to Offscreen Babble with Shade and Kyle, where we talk about TV shows and movies we've seen recently. Today is episode 149, Promising Young Woman. Make sure to check out our show notes where you can see what we talk about at what time so you can skip ahead and avoid spoilers. Okay, today we are talking about Promising Young Woman. Uh, this is a movie that came out, so we're pre-recording this. So technically this movie came out in 2020. Uh, it was released in theaters Christmas Day, but obviously it was a limited release because most theaters in the U.S. at least, they're not open. So um, I'm looking in our area. It looks like it's one drive through around us was playing it. Drive-in. Oh, yeah, it keeps calling them <laughs> drive through Sorry. Cannot drive through yeah. for a movie. Anyway, when we did our most anticipated movies of 2020, this was top of my list. Um, yeah. The trailer was so good. I was so excited. This film stars Carrie Mulligan. It's directed and written by Emerald Fennell, who I believe uh, was a writer on Killing Eve. Oh, yeah. She uh, wrote on Killing Eve, and I think she wrote... Um, Maybe she did some other stuff, too. It's interesting because she's also on The Crown as an actress. But Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this film I was so excited about when everything started to happen with the pandemic and things got pushed. This was the film that I was the most disappointed that we wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. Um, the trailer, essentially, you see someone, Carrie Mulligan, and she is being approached by men when she's drunk, and they take her home, and it looks like they're going to try to take advantage of her, and then she is not drunk, and you could kind of see that she has flipped, flipped the dynamic a bit by pretending to be vulnerable, and then um, obviously making it... it, it there's no uh, clue as to what happens, but... It was very intriguing in the trailer. Like, ooh, is she about to, like, beat them up? Is she going to kill them? Like, what's happening? Yeah, because it um, seemed like there was some blood, and you're like, whoa. It just, it the trailer was freaking amazing. It had the toxic music that was, like, really good. But it was, like, orchestral. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I was very excited to see this. Luckily, we were able to watch this on a screener, so we wanted to record our reaction. Um, this will be the non-spoiler section, but I think it's going to be easier to talk about it in spoilers so i want to keep this section kind of brief um i would say what i heard from other people who happened to see this movie already was that um that this movie may not work for everyone depending on their tolerance for certain things on specifically i think something that happens towards the end of the film for me it worked i <laughs> i loved everything about it like i just yeah this is like it, Thinking about this as far as, like, we didn't do a top ten movies, but I would say this was, like, one of my favorite movies of 2020. I, I think. I I haven't sat down to try to write down everything, but, yeah, this is the top of my list. Um, I think that the movie does a really good job with its look as well. Carrie Mulligan is wearing, like... She, she has all these cute outfits. She has... Um, multicolored fingernails that I think ultimately were very interesting choices style wise even like at the at some point she's wearing a wig that also has the same colors as her nails I'm sure there's some connection there 
maybe it's just because it looks cool. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but the movie had a very specific look, like the house that she lives in with her parents had a very specific design. It's very like soft. The look is very soft and cute. Her hair is always nice and like there's a softness there, but obviously the subject matter of the film is the exact opposite of the look they're presenting. Hmm. Um, and I think that the story, the focus is about sexual harassment and um, what that means, like, I guess in like heterosexual terms, like the dynamic between men and women and sexual harassment and how it's viewed and how it's treated and how the trauma of an event like that really impacts people. But um, the way our society is structured we tend to not focus on the victims and focus on, oh, what is it going to do to the guy's life if we blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan's character is like, <laughs> okay, I guess I need to take things into my own hands and handle some shit right now. And so mm -hmm. I, I loved it. Can I see um, someone maybe not liking the ending or where they went with the story? Sure. But once we get into spoilers, I'm going to explain why I think it worked. Um, so, yeah, I, five out of five, maybe my oh. top movie. Uh, honestly, I have really nothing to critique like it, or to say negatively about this film. I think, hmm. I think there's also a very dark comedic sense to this film that is, um, I think, probably somewhat uncomfortable because there, there, was, there were moments that something really dark is happening and i chuckled a bit because of the actors and mm. if if you're able to like for a second not remember like oh this is about sexual harassment like what you it's almost funny and mm. then you're like okay no this is actually like insanely sad or upsetting but there's a little chuckle here and i enjoyed that um i should mention the other actors in this because a lot of the actors are comedic. Uh, Bo Burnham's in this, Alison Brie, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Chris Lowell, Adam Brody, Max Greenfield. I think, oh, Christopher Mintz-Plass, I believe. McLovin. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Sam Richardson. Yeah, Sam Richardson. Molly Shannon. All these actors are, I'm, na I'm naming specifically the ones that have been involved in comedies, are comedic actors. And most yeah, that's of them, interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, most of them are actually playing pretty serious, mm -hmm. but with some exceptions, some of them are. Some of Bo the Burnham has a lot of good jokes. Exactly, and I think someone like Max Greenfield, he's playing a douchey guy, but I don't think he's able to deliver a line without it being somewhat humorous, because there was mm -hmm. a moment where I chuckled. I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to be laughing right now, but he's the way he delivers lines is just funny. Um, yeah. So he's very over the top. Yeah. So I would say this movie, I think I really enjoyed it, the way this film is packaged, like the look of it. The music is funny. It's interesting. There's, like I mentioned, the toxic trailer. Um, they did another version of toxic in mm. the movie that was more slow and a yeah. little bit. It reminded me of um, the Us trailer where okay. they 
they slow down a song. Oh, sorry, us. I was thinking up for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> Very yeah, different. Reminded me of the up trailer. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> no, but they slow down a pop song to the point that now it's a horror song. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. wow, I'm scared. Um, but yeah, I think that this movie, I, I highly recommend it. My one thing I would say that maybe it won't be f- for you is that obviously the subject matter is about sexual assault, rape. And if that is something that you're sensitive to, then I absolutely understand why you wouldn't want to see this movie. So yeah, I, do, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it because that's the entire movie. So like yeah. that is that is my only thing that I could see. Like, yeah, don't watch this movie. Is that if that's something that you're like, I don't like even being in that world because this entire mm-hmm. movie is about that. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> amazing. <laughs> what did you think about the movie? Uh, I thought it was great as well. I think it was very real, mm-hmm. uh, very grounded. Um, I think it was very unpredictable. Um, yeah. So it yeah. was not like any other movie. And it's just like, not only that, but, you know, a lot of movies, maybe they're unpredictable because there's a twist or they're unpredictable because you think it's going one way and then it shifts but this movie is just like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, where does this story go? You know? Yeah, it w- there was a certain point where going into the movie, I was like, okay, I know what's going to what's happening. And then I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, <laughs> I don't know where this movie is going. And then there's something that happens where you're like, oh, my God. And there are clues yeah. to it, but I was not thinking that at all i was just like i mean there are clues to some aspect of it but there's still there's like no way you're gonna know exactly i I would be very shocked if someone said yeah i saw the ending coming i'd be like what the fuck how because like i have i had no idea where it was going as well yeah so i i think it was a really great depiction i think it really had a nice um flow of the movie of kind of taking you through this journey that she goes through and the ups and downs um, and really exploring that. And, uh, you know, again, just like, okay, oh, okay. And it's like, so where where are we going? We're not even close to done yet. And mm-hmm. also, you know, I, I feel like something's going to happen, but I don't know. And, uh, yeah, so I think it was just really well done, Um I totally agree with the the music and stuff, especially of like toxic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just was like a really creepy, nice uh, song for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Bo Burnham was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a great choice. Um, I think. Uh, Laverne Cox also uh, had some great comedy in there, yeah, too. Yeah, she was really nice as well. Like, I honestly, I think everyone gave great performances. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a really good blend, and it really highlights issues. Um, and it still has the comedy to it, but also it's dark and terrible as well. So I think they did a really nice job uh, blending those things to make something watchable that's also like really intense. Yeah. Um, I think knowing that the writer and director was, I guess, involved with like season two of killing Eve. 
I think yeah. I think if you liked, especially like season one of Killing Eve, I'm thinking more. Even though I know she did season two, I'm thinking like if you were charmed by Villanelle. I think, and the world of Killing Eve, like with its how it's packaged, the wardrobe, all that stuff, on top of where the story is going, I think that you would enjoy this film. Yeah, sure. Okay, um, you, don't, you don't agree with me. That's no, I, I, I don't feel like you have to be charmed with Villanelle or anything because I could see people being turned off by Villanelle and like the killer and all that stuff. Like, I don't think it's that drastic and anti-hero kind of thing sure um, you're you're more on carrie mulligan's side than you would be villanelle because villanelle yeah. is an assassin so yeah 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 so i sure as far as the aesthetic and all of that stuff yes, and the feel of it my focus, yeah, yeah yeah i i think that's true but um yeah and her nails were very striking I, I brought again, that up like I, numerous times. I want to know more, and I'm sure maybe maybe once this is available for everyone, somebody who understands like color theories will be able to like say like okay, the pink represents the like it's, they'll be able to like go through everything. But yeah. I definitely think it every choice wasn't just this is cool. I think it was no. I'm specifically going with this soft look. Like even like the decor in her bedroom. Like a lot of the shots I also enjoyed. Like you know, uh, Carrie Mulligan is center frame. When she's in her bed, she has like a bed frame that I think might be shaped kind of like lips and she's right in the center. Or like when she's mm. on the couch in her living room, she's in the center of the couch. Like, and the the living room has like a pink plush carpet and like gold. I mean, the, the decor in that living room was a bit gaudy, but it was obviously a choice. And it It was more felt, like vintage. Yeah, yeah. It felt interesting um in this movie because obviously everything else is dark what would you rate the movie hmm i'm debating between four and a half and five okay um i guess it'd be a five I don't see any negative. Yeah, this is a movie that, like, I'd be excited to watch with my sister. And, like, as much as I try very hard not to watch people's reactions to mm -hmm. a movie, I'd be like, ooh, I can't wait until this part happens to see what they're... <laughs> or yeah, to see yeah. what my sister's going to say or see what this person's going to react to. You know, like... Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, it, it's obviously not the same film as Parasite. But yeah. it gets me excited that I want to know how people are going to and to react to the film. Yeah, it's the reason why I think I was having a hard time coming to a five is um, by the end, I don't feel like energy energized like Parasite kind of style with like, oh, my God, uh, you know, because mm -hmm. the ending is different. Uh, I'm not saying anything about it, um, but. So, like, I didn't walk away with that, like, excited kind of feeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, just, like, looking back on it, it's like, but that was a great movie. It was... Yeah, ex exactly. I'm not trying to be, like, it's on the same level. Like, I'm just saying yeah. that no, 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 I yeah. think it was... I really, really enjoyed this film. It's a movie that I definitely could see myself rewatching, mm -hmm. which is not a feeling I have a lot of times with um, movies that I watch. Um, and I think that it's very interesting because ultimately the film is about 
sexual assault, rape, and how how it can impact someone's life, obviously, forever. It's yep. not just like an isolated incident and then they move forward. And it's also about how a lot of people view sexual assault and obviously blame women for it and are so concerned about a guy's reputation and not concerned about the lasting effects of the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Or people connected to the victim. Exactly. All right. So are you ready to go into spoilers so we can get into specifics? Yeah, so much for a short non-spoiler. I mean, this was uh, 15 minutes. It's not too bad. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. So let's get into spoilers. Okay, so this is, I'm, I'm trying to think of how we do this so we don't go through step by step of the movie because sure. I don't, <laughs> I want to do that, but I think we'll be here for a long time if we do it that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the thing that we can establish is that Carrie Mulligan's character, Cassie, is a former med student who uh, had a friend named Nina who was also a med student, but Nina was raped uh, by another classmate who uh i guess was went to trial and wasn't convicted and Mm -hmm. she was haunted by this and um nina committed suicide although that was never explicitly said it was never said but you eventually dead yes you eventually got there like yeah oh okay it's interesting that they never said it though yeah because for a while i was like did he like like hurt her so badly that she's in like some type of state that like mm-hmm. she's in the hospital still or something. I, I, for a while I didn't know exactly her condition either. Um, but anyway, so Cassie, when we see her, she is um, pretending to be drunk. And I kind of want to go through some of these things because the thing that I loved about this movie is that it's intentionally misleading at first as to what happened. She pretends to be drunk. Mm. Adam Brody is pretending to be this, or not pretending. He obviously thinks, I'm a good guy. Yeah, my friends are making all these jokes. I'm just quietly not saying anything or giving them maybe a slightly judgmental look at the jokes they're making about her. I'm going to be the good guy and take her home. And he takes her home and then, and well, he's about to take her home. And he's like, well, actually, my house is down the street. We could just go there. Yeah. And it's like, uh-oh. The, she she is she is pretending to be drunk on a level that it's not like woo party like she's yeah. so engaging she is like I'm about to black out I am unable to keep my head up I yep. might throw up drunk like she's not yeah. engaging in any way so for him to do that is obviously him preying on someone who's vulnerable and he's like oh, do you want to go to my place? And she's like, uh, or, you know, she never explicitly says yes or no, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the Uber driver, he's like, oh, can you take us to this place? And he's just like, uh, and he like kind of knows what's going on, it looks like, and sees her. He's like, just put whatever address in you want. You do you know? see a look in his eye because you could see his eyes from the rearview mirror. And it, I did interpret that as well as him kind of, I think the biggest issue that this movie is highlighting is that 
while you may not have done the act, you being near the person who is doing these things or co-signing or not speaking up is just as bad because it is creating a culture where you are accepting it to happen again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And so even that Uber driver, while, okay, what could he have done, blah, 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 the fact that you could see a concerned look in his eye and he's like, oh, please don't throw up. Like he knows that she's like really bad and he has a look. He doesn't do anything. Right. And mm-hmm. I, who knows what he could have done, but still, I mean, there's he a, could have said, uh, you already put in the address. I'm going there. You know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. But he could have lost the star maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, that's absolutely right. But they go back to Adam Brody's place and you could see there he's giving her more drinks. He's pouring a heavy drink or a heavy drink for her and mm-hmm. a light drink for himself. Yeah. And he's obviously taking advantage of her. And I think if you were to ask uh, Adam Brody's character, Jerry, if he's a good guy, he'd be like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I brought her to my place. I gave her, you know, like whatever. He starts kissing her and this is where the dark comedy comes because he starts kissing her and he's really into kissing her and she is not doing anything yeah. and it looks her mouth is closed and and yes she her mouth is closed and her expression is completely blank it yeah. which is so extremely dark and disturbing but slightly funny only in the look of like this person is not into this and you are way too into this. You know, like, yeah. so it's like slightly humorous, but also it's, it's not like he like kissed once and then she didn't do anything. So he stopped. She, he kissed once. She didn't do anything. And then he kissed more. Yeah. Like, and, like oh yeah. Now we're getting into it. And it's like, yeah. ew. Like, He's like, oh, now I'm going to use my tongue. And I'm like, where did it, t- where did his tongue even yeah, how go? Can you even, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. So again, this is a person who is, while she is awake, she is clearly not responsive in any way for this person, Jerry, to think, like, let's continue this. Yeah. So he keeps going, and that's where you get the moment where she's like, what are you doing? She's pretending to be drunk. And then eventually she's like, stone cold sober, what are you doing? And you could see he is so scared. Yeah. And it cuts. And it cuts to, and <laughs> so <laughs> when it cuts, we're kind of like, did she she killed him? Okay. <laughs> but it cuts to her in the morning walking home. She has her heels in her hands. And then you just see what looks like blood running down her arm and on her shirt. We pan up. She's eating like a jelly-filled donut. And oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it looks like a jelly-filled donut and the oh. jelly squirted out. I don't know why I thought it was a hot dog. Okay. All right. And I was like, that's Here's a lot thing. of a morning hot dog is a thing, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's more a jelly donut. That's 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 yeah, that <laughs> seems way more likely. But I think the what we were trying to say earlier about the look and how this film is packaged is that even that color palette is just very interesting. You have her in a white shirt with drops of what looks like blood. And stuff streaming down her arm, and it's jelly. It's a jelly donut, which is like very cutesy. It's like it, it's coming out very innocent, but clearly, at least at this point, we're like, okay, did she kill him and then get a jelly donut? Because like <laughs> you know, like that's that's what it feels like. Like how are we gonna know what's happening right now? 
Um, the other moment. Yeah, it was like, oh, does she have the jelly donut to cover it up? So it's like the red on her shirt. Yeah, is exactly. Actually blood. But... Yeah, like she's just hiding it. That could have been yeah. it. Like I, I was fully ready to believe. Okay, Adam Brody's dead. Well, since she had the jelly donut and stuff, I thought, okay, she just beat him up. Okay. But didn't. Uh, I went. I went. Ex- ex- basically to murder immediately yeah and she's like oh she murdered him got it (laughs) and um the part that i really enjoyed was as she's walking home there's some construction workers they're kind of making fun of her like oh late night oh like like i think it's someone's like oh did you have a rough night and they're making comments like they're not really like hitting on her like wow you look beautiful or you're so hot it's more of like they did a little bit of that i think think it but it's more of like it's denigrating slash slut shaming it's just basically being like oh blah 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 making all these comments and what i liked is that cassie just stands there looks at them with no expression she doesn't smile she doesn't get mad she just looks at them and their joking then turns into intense insecurity and yeah. they immediately are like uh, wh- what's your problem freak weirdo and she's literally doing nothing but because i i feel like we could talk about this movie for five hours but i'm really yeah. gonna try to narrow it down i think because women are conditioned to make men feel comfortable at all times what it, what women are expected to do in that scenario are is either oh my god i'm so embarrassed you're making fun of me for possibly having sex last night and looking a little rough or you're supposed to smile or maybe she's supposed to get angry and say fuck you or whatever but then they could continue making fun of her because they're in a group of guys and it's just one person and they can make her feel bad but instead what she does is she's just like i'm just gonna look at you and it makes them have to analyze like fuck 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 (laughs) why is she just okay okay never mind oh you know what you're a freak bye you know and it's like she didn't do anything. She just looked at them. Yeah, you know? it's it's interesting how she really knows how to get to guys in general. Yeah. In, in these multiple different scenarios. I, you know? I think it's just very interesting. Um, the other guys that she does the same thing to, uh, Christopher Mintz-Plass, who plays Neil, his character is very interesting because they're at his place. He's like, they're, he's doing coke. He wants her to do coke. She's out of it a bit. The, yeah, sorry. Uh, I want to say also the oh. first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry. Yeah, I felt like, you know, saying he's a nice guy and whatever. I feel like maybe he felt like he was a nice guy. But then when it actually, it was showing like when it actually comes down to it and he has the opportunity, he's not. Yeah. Whatever. But, but like. Maybe at first he thought that he was, and he was more. I, but then, you know, it came down to it, and he's like, well, but I could have sex and stuff. And then, Yes, like, but here's here's what I think. I think Jerry, let's pretend Cassie just was really drunk, and he did sure. have sex with her, uh-huh. and was never confronted and scared shitless, right? Yeah. I think if someone said, hey, do you think you're a nice guy? He'd be like, absolutely, yeah, I'm a nice guy. Even after, Even after doing that. that. Sure, I, yeah, but I, I think... I, the I wonder if he thinks that he wouldn't have done that from the beginning, but then it changed and he decided he would. The That's way that he was doing it, it didn't feel like, whoa, this is my first time trying to sleep with a yeah. person who is 
literally unresponsive. So like, I I don't know. So I, so maybe it's that for some reason he wants to put on the act like he's nice. Yeah, I think okay. it's very interesting talking to you about this because I think you as a straight guy aren't really aware of like how dare you. <laughs> I mean, it's rough for me to say, but you are straight, and that's something we have to deal with. But yeah, it's it's a little problematic <laughs> that it's rough for you to say when you're married. Yeah, to me. it's I accept it. I love you, but anyway. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a problem for us. It's it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, I think the conversation of classifying yourself as a nice guy is always a red flag when somebody says that because it's like. Uh uh-uh. uh, if you have to say it, you're not. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I already know you're not. Some something's up, and I think, I think this film is also highlighting how men, how some men, view women, and like even the conversation Jerry is having with his friends before he picks up Cassie, he's not really engaging in the conversation. But him and Sam Richardson and the other guy are like, oh. Our female coworker. Oh, she's so annoying. She wants to be in on everything. Like they're basically describing how they're excluding her from advancing mm-hmm. because they don't want to socialize with her because they view her as less than. They, they just yeah. don't view her that way. And I think those guys, while they probably, if questioned, would be like, "I'm totally. I like women. I, I work with a woman. Like she's totally yeah. fine. Like we're friends." But then, obviously, when they're alone, they're talking about how they view that woman, and they don't view her as an equal. They're like, if she really wants to advance, then she should do it herself. But they're literally talking about all these scenarios in their work that help them advance as men when they do it, but she's not allowed to attend those things, or they're not including her in those things. Yeah, I. now that I'm thinking about it more, I think it's... uh as you said, kind of the main theme of the movie is like co-signing is just as bad. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe this is the first showing of that where it's like this guy seemed like he wasn't agreeing and stuff, but he wasn't He wasn't objecting. He wasn't like, guys, what are you talking about? So he was just co-signing on it. And then, you know, so then you think, oh, he's the good guy because or the nice guy because he isn't agreeing with that stuff. But really, he's just the same. It, it's kind of like, I mean, you could take this into other realms, too. Like when someone has like a racist friend or family member mm-hmm. and they def- they try to explain like, oh, I'm sorry, they're just a little bit racist, like whatever. And they think with that explanation, like, see, I'm aware that they're racist and I'm pointing it out. So therefore, I'm not racist because I I'm I know that's bad. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're not calling that person out. Or literally saying, by the way, you are racist and this is bad and now we're going to have a tense conversation about it. And so they're just like, uh, you know, we just have to move past it. He's just like, whatever. It's Mm co-signing. And while you may not think that you're doing anything wrong, you have now let that person who is doing the wrong thing feel like, yeah, this is who I am. When really they should feel bad about it and you should make them feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And same thing with how people view women um, or treat women. If you are, I, the thing that is so difficult for me with this movie is that I know that there are plenty of guys who are nice, who absolutely are friends with guys who talk in ways 
about women or about people in general poorly. And they'll be like, oh, that's just Jim. He's like, whatever. But, you know, he's a cool guy, mm-hmm. which is something that Bo Burnham does, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um, but I, I think just co-signing is bad because you're encouraging the behavior to continue and it will continuously be harmful to the victims involved in this. Yeah. Um, okay, but Christopher Mintz Platts, th- the main thing I wanted to say was that his character was so horrible because, like, one, she's out of it. He's trying to get her to do coke. She doesn't really want to do it. She's like, oh, I don't want to. He's, like, forcing her to do it. She's yeah. out of it. She doesn't want to snort it. She doesn't snort it. But then he puts it in her, on her gums. Like, he's basically like, no, you have to do this. And, yes, you're out of it. So then she pretends to be passed out as he gets her water. And he's so annoyed. He's mad. He's like, ugh, this really, really drunk person who looked like they were going to pass out actually passed out. Great. Now how am I going to have sex with her? Yeah, because he's like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not going to have sex with a sleeping woman. Yeah, maybe that's his his way of rationalizing it. But then he wakes her up, and the way he woke up is such a fucking dick move. I I, I hated it. Anyway, he wakes (laughs) her up, and then she eventually is like, yeah, I'm not drunk. And he's obviously scared shitless. Mm -hmm. And that's when we find out that she's not actually killing them. She's just scaring them. She's scaring them like, don't do this again. And, you know, like, I'm out there and other people are out there. She says that to Sam Richardson as well. Yeah, she's like, this other girl carries scissors. And I was like, I'm guessing that's just a total lie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because we never see her (laughs) engage with any other uh, person who's also doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The thing that's funny is that Sam Richardson, like, she says all this and he's like, you guys ruin everything. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. And he also exhibited the other thing that is so obnoxious about continuously trying to put women down when, you know, obviously their whole thing gets interrupted because Bill Burnham's character is there. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But before when she's just like, I need to go. He's like, oh, so we're not going to do this. You're not hot anyway. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're not a model yourself. You know, like, it's just like he had to put her down so he could feel better about himself for maybe feeling slightly rejected or whatever. Um, Yeah, I still just, like, have such a tough time with that. That is a thing, truly, that I'm sure. I mean, I know it's it's real and stuff. I just don't get it. It's like if I felt bad and put down that you know, the girl didn't like me or something, I would just be so insecure and not say anything. Sure. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to say, like, yeah, well, well, you're not cool because... And it's like, well, duh, she is because that's why I was <laughs> doing it in the first place. Like, you can't just, like, say that. It makes no sense, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I think the thought process there is that I'm rejected? No. No, I can't, you're rejected. I, I can't be the person who's lower in this situation. So yeah. therefore, I need to make you feel bad. And as a woman, the only thing that you're really good for are your looks. So I'm going to mention how ugly you are now, even though that doesn't make sense because I clearly approached you because I found you attractive. Exactly. So yes, it doesn't make any sense, but m- many people do that. Yeah, I, I told you about I the just, time that someone did that it. to me, at least the time that I can remember, where literally... At a gas station, I went inside the gas station, walking back to my car, 
this guy makes a comment and it was really weird. He was an older guy and I was just like, I'm just going to keep walking to my car and not say anything. I didn't even say anything. I didn't give him a look. I just kept going to my car. And he's like, oh, okay, you're not that fine anyway. And I was just like, so what, what, how could I have won in this situation? Was I supposed to acknowledge what you said that was weird and say, mm-hmm. oh my God, thank you so much? <laughs> or is it better that for everyone where I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to acknowledge it. You can act as if I didn't hear you and we can just move on. And, and here, here's the best thing. We're never going to see each other again. So you don't even have to get really defensive because it's not like I'm going to see you at work tomorrow, right? Yeah. But instead, he went with the, like, totally defensive, oh, what? Okay, you're ugly. And it's like, yeah. okay. I wasn't really outside to hear what your opinion was on my looks to begin with, but now yeah. you've given me two contradicting statements, so great. Like, yeah. anyway... That happens all the time. Um, so let's get to Bo Burnham's character. Oh, one thing that I also want to say about the look and the style. I don't know why I found it very soothing or some, I don't know exactly. But whenever she would do these things, like meet a guy or whatever, she would go home, get her little notebook, write down their name, yeah. check it off. And I found it very interesting the way that they shot it and the way that she did it every time. She would open the book, or she, there's a scrunchie holding the book together. She'd take the scrunchie off. She'd put it around her hand very slowly. Then she would open the book. Like, it was a very, like, methodical, methodical like, this is my process and how I do it. For whatever reason, I was like, yeah, this is soothing. I don't know why, <laughs> like, but it was very interesting to watch her do that every single time that she opened that notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay, so Bo Burnham's character. He is Dr. Ryan Cooper. He went to school with Cassie, and he goes into her coffee shop where she works, and he's like, oh, my God, Cassie, like, whatever. They have a little bit of an awkward uh, first interaction mm-hmm. because he does kind of say something really rude. He's like, ugh, why are you working here? Which yeah. is looking down on her because he's basically like, we went to med school. Why aren't you a doctor? Why are you working at a coffee? You know, like. Yeah. I um, mean, which is also semi-warranted. It's like. No, it's you, not. Yeah. You were in med school. Why are you in a coffee shop? Here's like, the thing. what happened? Here's the thing. It's not because at the end of the day, you to speak to someone like that. It's is, not the right way to do it. it it, it's not the right way to do it. C- could he wonder, like, oh, I thought you were in med school. Like, what's going on? Sure. But yeah. the way he approached it yeah, was, like, yeah. yucky. <laughs> Why are you, like... Yeah, I, I'm just saying, right like, now? the thought The thought is not, like, oh, the that's thought, crazy. The that thought isn't crazy. The execution and how he yes. approached it was horrible. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. they eventually start flirting. They have this kind of, like, sarcastic you know banter going on they seem to like each other um and she seems very hesitant and the date is going well their first date until they they have lunch they uh go to a movie they are walking and he says like oh this is my apartment oh do you want to he's like oh that's so weird like this is my apartment and she is very turned off by this she immediately is like i'm gonna go home by like whatever and he's like oh i fucked it up i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that and 
you can interpret that like, yeah, he maybe he went a little too fast and that's an innocent thing. He was just having so much fun and he just wanted to like hook up and everybody's uh, comfort level on how fast you hook up with someone is different and, he, you know, it's totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. But for someone like Cassie, she's like, oh, you're one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. You're, that's, that's what you're doing. And yeah, it was interesting because, like, I hated the fact that he planned that out and did it. And yes. it was, like, very manipulative. That's that's the main issue because it's manipulative. Yeah. But his reaction was immediately, like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, I, did, I didn't know you weren't into it. Like, totally fine. So it's like, okay, he's not trying to, like, take advantage of her. He was a little manipulative in what he was doing, which is not great, but that's just a really bad, dumb move. And it's like, okay, he's not terrible, but that was not good. Again, how people are conditioned to act, I think men are conditioned to believe that they have to be manipulative and trick women into having sex. Mm -hmm. I, I think, unfortunately, that is how many men view sexual interactions with women, that they have to be like, oh, look at this. We just happen to be at my place. Like, do you want to go up and, oh, we can watch a movie, but oh, darn it. I only have a TV in my bedroom. So we're going to have mm. to sit on my bed. Uh, are you, are you comfortable with that? Like it's, it's all yeah. this like manipulation into sex when granted, maybe being straightforward sometimes could be extremely awkward, but when they're at the movies and they go for a walk, if he's like, Hey, do you want to go back to my place? And she could say, no, I don't. Yeah. Or <laughs> and, yes. Yeah, or yes at the end versus let's go for a walk. And oh, what are the odds that I, a person who has lived here for a while and know how to get here, would just happen to stumble upon my own house? Like, you yeah. know, obviously he is, he is doing that. Now, again, the intention could be somewhat innocent. He just wanted to have sex with her and he's attracted to her and likes her and wants to have consensual sex but it's still manipulative yeah and uh that's very unfortunate that many people view sex as having to be uh something that you have to trick someone else into doing yeah and i don't think many men realize that i think many men think oh that's just the game that's the courting game of sex you know it's like Yeah, no, it's extremely manipulative and it seems like so exhausting. And if you were just straightforward and women have to always be like, okay, so is this like a sincere ask or is he trying to trick me? Like, you know, like what's going on? Anyway, so here is clue number one that something's going on with Ryan. It's not that. It's when they're having the lunch, he mentions like, oh, are you still talking to anyone from med school? And you could see that she immediately stiffens up. The, the, the thought of med school is not a good thing for her. Mm-hmm. And this, of course, in the film at this point, we didn't really know what happened, but we obviously know now since we watched the film. And so he mentions one name specifically. I believe it's, oh, yeah, Al Alan. Monroe. Yeah. And she is like, fuck this. Like, this guy is horrible. But she really doesn't show it. It's she just the music and, like, you feel the intensity. Yeah, of her you can see in gaze. her eyes that she's yeah. very much like, oh, and then she starts asking a lot of questions. She's like, oh, okay. And the clue number one is that we know Al Monroe is bad. At this point, 
we think either Cassie was sexually assaulted or Nina was sexually assaulted or both of them or something. No, I think like, we knew Nina was. I guess. I kind of was like, did Cassie also get sexually I, I I didn't know mm. at this point. Okay. But point is, we are able to now determine, okay, Al Monroe was involved in this. And clue number one is that Bo Burnham's character is like, oh, yeah, I'm still friends with him. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. I was... Yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, and he's he's Al, he's not great or whatever, but uh, you know, he's he's cool or something. So it was like a okay, so he kind of recognizes that he's not good, but then he's also still friends with them and like, Again, yeah. I think there are so many people with different levels of this yeah. that have a friend that is shitty in some type of way. And whenever they talk about that friend with other people, they always cage it in yeah, you know, he's he's a character, but yeah, he's a cool guy. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, he's kind of this, but he's a cool guy. Like, that's how they put package it. Yeah. Where it's like, the fact that you have to package it that way is very concerning and highlights the problem in this person. And, you know, I think everybody has different views and how they view friendship. Can you be friends with somebody who is not a good person Okay, sure, but it depends on what they're, what they have done, and why they're not a good person. If yeah. they're not a good person because they view women as less than, and I'm not even talking about like therefore they're going to assault them. Just therefore they just view women badly and they treat women badly. I would think that you may want to question your relationship with that person. In my opinion, because if I were friends with someone who treated someone badly all the time, or treated a group of people badly, or viewed them as less than, I would not want to be friends with that person. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so uh, Bo Burnham's character reveals that. And then she, Cassie's development in this story is that she seems consumed with her list. Like, I'm going to, her not just her list, but, she seems specifically concerned with, I'm going to one man at a time, scare them shitless, so they never sexually assault anyone. Yeah. And then when she starts dating Ryan... Well, not just one man. Well, one okay. One person at a time. Y yes. So and that was very interesting. When she starts dating Ryan, she's like, okay. And then when he brings up the med school thing, she's like, okay, it's time for me to enact my, my phases of my plan, which are me fucking some shit up with people who were involved with Nina. Yeah. Because at first it's random people and then it's people involved with Nina. So the first person is uh, Madison McPhee, played by Alison Brie, who I think it's very interesting because I have not seen Alison Brie in a lot of things. I watched her on Mad Men where she kind of plays somebody who's a little uptight, a little judgmental and stuff. And I've seen her on Glow, which I definitely think Glow, while she is flawed and has done bad things, she also seems like a nice person who's trying to find herself, right? So she's a little bit more warm. In this movie, though, she is definitely, like, cold and yeah. uh, very surface level and not, um, not sincere at first. So Alison Brie's character has a lunch with Cassie, and she's just kind of thinking, oh, it's somebody who just wants to kind of catch up. Cool. Like, that's nice. Yeah. And uh, you see right away that, uh, you know, before she arrives, 
um, Cassie fills her glass with ginger ale and fills Allison Bree's glass with champagne. So it seems very obvious that she's trying to get Allison Bree as drunk as possible and her maintain some control of the situation by not getting as drunk. Um, yeah. And the conversation at first is pleasant. They're laughing. It's, you know, not acknowledging the specific thing about Nina. And then she's like, you remember what happened to Nina? And you could see, first off, Alison Bree is drunk. So she's a little off guard. And uh, she's like, oh, I, mm, I don't know. I don't really remember. Like, whatever. Yeah. And then she goes into, well, I mean, if you're blackout drunk, like, how do you expect not to be taken advantage of? Like, basically victim blaming. Yeah. Which is very interesting because she is not blackout drunk, but she is drunk as she's yeah. saying this. And then she's basically like, just get over it. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can assume that Alison Brie knows that Nina killed herself. So the fact that she's saying this is also extra... Uh, heartless that she's just like mm -hmm. yeah still, de still defending it yeah like uh, whatever like you know uh, it, it was a false accusation she's like but there were multiple people there and it's like just because you got drunk and you had sex with someone you didn't have sex with doesn't mean you can just say it didn't happen or whatever and it's like yeah but there were there's a group of people there it happened and everyone's denying it you know like you, you know what's interesting i'm thinking is that the women she spoke to mm -hmm. dug their heels in and mm -hmm. were like what I did was right. Mm -hmm. And the men she spoke to were like, we were kids. It was like acknowledging it was wrong, but it's like, ah, you know, like. Yes. Ultimately, everyone is working in the way of helping these guys out, though. Right. Yeah. I, no, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's interesting. I was just trying to think of the fact that like that Allison Brie and uh, Connie Britton. The I dean, guess. yeah, we're we're just like, no, I I did everything right, like it was her fault and stuff, and then the guys were like, well, I I either I didn't do it or, although and, and like admitting it, and you know the lawyer actually, was yeah, I really want to get admitted. to the lawyer because I think yeah. he was very interesting, but um, yeah, it's just interesting that they really dug their heels in, you know. Yeah, I think Allison Bree's character is someone who you know, obviously many women can empathize and sympathize with a victim of sexual assault, but there's also many women who are like, uh, okay, so she got drunk. Uh, maybe she shouldn't have been drunk or like immediately just start blaming the yeah. victim in this. And obviously without it, I mean, it doesn't have to be said, but like, it doesn't matter how drunk you are. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're not asking to be assaulted or raped. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I think that Alison Bree's character is just like, even though she is she's somebody who is wealthy and doesn't really seem too concerned with anybody else. Like, it just, she just doesn't see, seem concerned. And she's doing the thing that I think the dean also does, where it's like, I'm going to play dumb at first because do we really want to have this conversation? It's so unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Do we really want to go into this? And then she obviously does. The thing that was scary was that, you know, here's the thing. I'm on Cassie's side. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm with you. Murder everyone. I'm here. <laughs> but then when she leaves and she approaches that guy, and she's like, okay, yeah, there she is. And I'm like, 
oh my god are you are you hiring this guy to assault her what are you doing yeah it was scary whoa it was Uh, scary and i am still confused was that some random guy? It was a different guy. You, for some reason, really thought it was the guy from the bar in the first scene. It's not. Yeah, it's a it really guy. looked like It's him. just another white guy wearing a suit. That? Yes, it's a different okay. person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you really were like, okay, so that's the guy that almost assaulted her. In the, no. Yeah, I was like, how does that happen? No, it's not. It was a different person that she hired. Okay. Um, he should have looked different. I Well, okay. Um... So, yeah, and then Alice and Bree's character starts calling her over and over again, and you can hear some of the voicemails like, hey, so there was a guy that I think you knew, and uh, can you just help me? I was in a hotel. I couldn't remember what happened. Like, basically, the the calls get more and more frantic because she thinks that she may have had sex with this person or may have been assaulted by this person and doesn't know, and she wants... And she's married with twins. Yeah, yes. And regardless of that, I, I don't yeah. even think she brings up, like, my husband's going to be so mad. It's more just like, did I... Was I violated? Was I... Yeah, did yeah. I do something I didn't know I was doing or what? Like, anyway. So I was... Before we know what happens, it's like, oh, my God, this is so scary. Like, okay, Cassie, girl murder yes but what is happening with, like you know like um and then she the next thing on her list is the dean and the dean is very interesting because she gets the dean's daughter wait do you want to say what happens since you keep mentioning it but not saying what actually happens with Allison Brie yeah oh yes what actually happens is that sh- this guy is literally hired just to put her into bed and In that was it some hotel yeah and like to maybe when she wakes up, he's there, but not say anything. So yeah, like that it, was very interesting because she like shows up frantic on her doorstep, like just tell me. Yes, and then she's like, "Yeah, no, I just like did it to scare you." By the time Allison Bree does that, Cassie's character has been very much like, you know what? I was on this hit list. Like I'm gonna avenge Nina, but I'm in she, love. Yeah, she. I'm having both. a good time. I'm going to move past this. Nina's mom, played by Molly Shannon, is like, move past this. Mm-hmm. Like, for your sake, move past yeah. this. And so she's like, I'm sorry, that wasn't a nice thing I did. Blah, blah, blah. Well, she she, she literally that? said it was not nice. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Um, And so then Allison Bree's like, can I show you something? And she shows her an old phone that she has that happens to have video of Nina's rape. Yeah. And it's a group of people. And let's let's hold off on that because I want to get yeah, to the yeah, two yeah. other characters. Um, but Connie Britton plays the dean of the school that they attended. She uh, Cassie pretends to be a different person to uh, talk to the dean. And she has met the dean's daughter and basically tricked the daughter into waiting at a diner for her favorite band or whatever. But has told the dean... Oh, yeah. Do you remember Nina? And the dean's like, huh, um, no. And well, then, it was interesting. She was like, nope. And then she's like, do you remember Al? Like, oh, yeah. She's he's like, oh, great. yeah, he just did a speech here. He's doing great. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so, girl, you remember Nina, bitch. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like, don't play dumb. Why are you doing this? And no, then, she probably didn't remember her, though. I mean, that's also true, which is really, really exactly. sad. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, Connie Britton's character is like, we can't jeopardize a guy's entire future by one allegation. And, you know, we did investigate it. And ultimately, it's a he said, she said thing. 
And that's yeah. when Cassie's like, there were a group of people there who witnessed this. Yeah. So what are you talking about? And while I think the, the group of people, a lot of them were uh, obviously uh, Al Monroe's friends and probably denied it or said they didn't see anything or mm. blah, blah, blah. Point is, it's not this like he said, she said. It's something if you really investigated it, uh, you probably would have known that he did something. Anyway, so she scares the dean into thinking that she set up a similar scenario with her daughter. Like, oh, yeah, you know, the guys, you're right. The guys are such gentlemen. That's why I took your daughter to this room where Nina was. And they're all hanging out right now. Just she like seems booze. to really like them. There's some cute guys like, you know, like, yeah, essentially she looks a lot older than she is. Exactly. Like playing up into a lot of things that people say where it's very frustrating because uh, every time these cases happen, it's always like, oh, these young men or their kids or we don't want to jeopardize their future. But these women are never referred to these young girls, this innocent girl, her future. It's, it's always like, well, I mean, she's a woman and like she looks a lot older, honestly. Like I yeah. like who wouldn't want to have sex with her? She looked like like it's like those types of comments. Yeah. For a woman, but for the guy, it's like, oh, he was a kid. You know, like when you're young and you brutally rape someone, you know? Yeah. And it's like, what? Um, so anyway, she scares the dean. The dean freaks out. It scared me too. And and I, I was, was like, dude, she's doing this to a kid, like that's a little far. And then it was kind of funny when she's like, by the way, I do not trust men. I would never do that to your daughter. Your daughter's in a <laughs> diner. Honestly, your daughter's kind of stupid because she thinks <laughs> yeah. like like this band is gonna show up there. So yeah. you should call the diner because she's never gonna leave there. So like yeah. and it was very interesting. So she basically she just is she's proving the point that Many people are like, oh, my God, you know, like these guys are going to have their futures ruined, blah, blah, blah. But the moment it happens to their daughter, yeah, they're like, oh, fuck me. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> like it's like, oh, someone who I'm related to. Happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But once when they're able to remove any, I guess, connection. Yeah. And and Cassie does say this. She's like, it's different when it's somebody you love. Yeah. And Yeah. For whatever reason, many people are unable to understand something unless it impacts them personally. Lack of empathy. Yeah. It's a lack of empathy, and it's very, very frustrating because it Sa is a same situation. Same thing that's happening with coronavirus right now. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of cases of that where someone's like, I don't believe it. I'm not going to wear a mask. And then they get sick, and they're like, whoopsies, I, help me. <laughs> now you know? now like, I do believe it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why not before? There's, there's a lot of that. Um yeah. Anyway, so the Dean's situation. Okay, the lawyer. The lawyer is very interesting. I'm trying to look up the lawyer's name. Jordan uh, is played by Alfred Molina. Um, very interesting because she goes to the lawyer's house, and I don't know what her game plan was with this, but she goes to the lawyer's house, yeah, and she's like, remember? I'm very interested because, you know, she comes out to the guy, and he's like, so am I going in there? And it's like, what was he going to do? Uh, was he going to beat him up? I don't know. so far, it always seemed like she was going to hurt somebody, but she never did. But this straight but up then, looked like, no, this guy's going to hurt him. Yeah. Right? So then it's just like, wait, what, what was it? Yeah, <laughs> we'll never know. Um, yeah. But the thing that's interesting is she's caught off guard because Alfred Molina is kind of like, oh, 
yeah, I remember Nina, and I actually am feeling pretty horrible about a lot of the cases that I did. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he says that in a way of, like, I, I'm a wreck, and, like, I my life is terrible and whatever. And yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he mentions that he may have had a nervous breakdown, but he's like, they're calling it a nervous breakdown. I'm calling it an epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I, I am coming to terms with the fact that I defended many people who were bad and, you know, I got incentives for, um, doing this stuff. Like he mentioned some type of benefit he got for, yeah, whatever and he's like you know honestly my job has gotten so much easier now because all i need to do is find like a compromising picture on social media where maybe they were drunk at one point and i get to use that in my cases because he knows how that influences people who are going to assume oh my god this woman got drunk one time clearly she was wanting to get raped right yeah yeah. so you know and it's very interesting because cassie's character is very like uh Okay, I did not see. And he's like freaking out, like, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's getting scared now. And it's yeah. interesting because she's been in charge and like, she in has control. had the upper hand the entire time. Yeah, every yeah. time. And then this guy is actually vulnerable and stuff. And then it's like, she's like, oh, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And like, and now is like scared because things aren't going to plan. And it's interesting because he's like, are you here to hurt me? And she's like, do you want me to? And it's like, yeah, are you going to hurt him? Like, what? Like yeah. it was it was very an interesting scene. And his character is one of the characters that I think. I don't know if he mentioned like he's gone back to, you know, apologize or amend what he's done. Like, I don't think he's no, gone that far, so. but he's kind of like I've done bad things and I understand if bad things happen to me. Because yeah. of that. It's very interesting. Um, okay. So let's wind down because I think we've gone through most of this. Yep. Um, the thing that I think is also very interesting is that while we know that Nina was assaulted and raped, Cassie, her struggle with this is that she watched her friend change by this incident to a level that they were never able to recover from and obviously kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And she blamed herself partially because she's like, I should have been there, I, blah, blah, blah. You know, a thing that many people struggle with. Um, and also, it seems like she became to really distrust uh, men and sexual interactions like that. You know, yeah. like it's just she it, it really impacted her so much so that her family, when she introduces them to uh, Bo Burnham. Her dad is like, thank you for introducing us to him. You know, we loved Nina. She was like a daughter to us. We really missed her, but we also really missed you. Because commenting on, like, while Nina was the person who was raped, Cassie also has been different since the incident and has been kind of consumed. And there was that moment when it was her birthday, and she's like, what is this? And it's a huge gift for her. And her mom, played by Jennifer Coolidge, is like, it's your birthday. It's your 30th birthday. And then Cassie's like, oh, huh. And yeah. her mom is really disturbed by this, which is which is highlighting, like, she is so disconnected that she doesn't even know her own birthday. Yeah. You know, she has kind of checked out a bit uh, in life, which is really yeah. sad. Okay, the video. 
So when when everything turned and we were like, or the beginning of everything turning, we we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Cassie- yeah, which, so before that, uh, uh, Bo Burnham's character, you know, he said that originally about Al, and it's like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And then so much time goes by, and it's like, she never asked him about it. That's weird. But I guess, like, I, it's fine. Did, did you think it was weird in the moment? Because, honestly, because we're so used to hearing people say that type of stuff, like, oh, Al, yeah, he's crazy, but he's, he's okay. We're so used to hearing things like that that you, I feel like even me as a viewer, I was like, oh, but Bo, Bo's a good guy. He's he's not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I was just thinking like, wow, she didn't dig into that. Like, this is her first talking to someone who's close to that person. I I yeah. thought she was gonna dig more. Okay. And it was like, oh man, something's gonna happen, and she's gonna dig or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. And so then finally, it was like, okay, I'm kind of settled. You know, like everything seems fine with them, and I guess she's not gonna ask about it. And then this happens. Yeah, so there's a bit of a hiccup where she's doing her whole routine at first before she's really in love with Ryan, but they're dating, where he sees her with Sam Richard, Sam Richardson's character. And she's just like, fuck, you know, like... That was crazy. Yeah. So she's that, like hanging off of him, and he, he's like, wait, Cassie? And she's like, Ugh. Yeah, she's like, And okay. then she like straightens up, and then he's like, wait, you're not drunk? And he's like, oh, you're the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Um, Which it was crazy. I was like, how did he end up doing I, I like I was surprised she did it with another one of the guys that was in that group. Well, one, know? she may not have known because she may not have been clocking like, oh, maybe your friends. And secondly, um, I think it's more interesting that a guy in that group. Yeah. No, Adam Brody would be like, guys, something crazy happened. You know, that girl that I took home, she wasn't drunk. And maybe he told the story a little bit differently to try to save face, like, whatever. But the fact that Sam Richardson was like, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing and not feel. And that that's the thing that sucks, too, is like, I'm sure she was doing that to try to get to make a difference and for people to not do that. And then it's like, oh, wow, clearly it doesn't have it, an it may make a difference for that one person individually Maybe. but i'm assuming that it actually would only make a difference temporarily um i think yeah i think adam brody's character with some time will do it again yeah. um anyway so there is a bit of a hiccup in their relationship um but cassie really likes uh ryan and so she goes to apologize it seems like okay they're able to make it up and she kind of drops her whole thing she's like i'm not going to keep doing this whatever then she's obviously confronted by Allison Bree, who then gives her the phone. And she's like, the video's there. You're right. I I I understand now how fucked up this was because when we had the video, we were laughing at it like it was funny. Yeah. And obviously, because of Allison Bree's recent uh incident, she understands now, because she had to personally experience it, yeah. that it wasn't funny. But anyway, um, so she, Alison Brie's like, I wouldn't watch it if I were you because obviously it's extremely disturbing. We never see the video. We just hear the audio. But she watches the video. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, she's going to watch this video. This is horrible. Maybe it's going to make her want to avenge everything. I was not expecting to hear 
Bo Burnham's voice Oof. in the video. And I'm like, yeah. no. It's just like, oh my God. It's just like, what the fuck? It's like no. she can never trust anyone ever again. And this is just after they had this cute little, we're going to dance in this really cool pharmacy that has neon lights. The <laughs> star is blind and, or stars yeah. are blind. And we're just having this cute relationship. The the Paris Hilton song. Oh, oh, I was like, what did you just say? Star, <laughs> or what's it called? Stars are blind or I have no idea. whatever. The song is, I, I feel like they played the entire song <laughs> and like they dance to it. They're singing to it. The pharmacy looks really cool because it has a neon sign. Has you like just love neon signs. It has a neon sign. It has this like holographic like image thing. Also, it, anyway, a pharmacy that has never looked like that, but still looked cool. A holographic image. It has like a holographic or a like some. It had some shimmery thing. Anyway, it looked cool. It was it was cool. Okay. Okay. So we find out that Bo Burnham is in the video. And Cassie's devastated. She takes the video to Bo Burnham's job, his place at the hospital, wherever he works. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, we need to talk. And uh, he's like, okay. And she's like, so um, where's Al Monroe's bachelor party? And he's like, why are you asking? He's like, mm, you remember Nina? And he's like, huh? He's like, you know how Al Monroe, whatever. Like, basically, she's, like, setting him up, and he's playing dumb. And then she puts the video in his face, and he's like, I don't remember that any of that. Like, I wasn't there. And then he's like, fuck, I'm in the video. Yeah. And then she's just like, yeah, so I'm going to send this to everyone unless you do what I want. <laughs> you yeah. know? And he's like, what the fuck? Why? So, you know, why are you doing this? Blah, blah. And you see his character come out because one she's like threatening his job she's like okay you work with kids i'm pretty sure people aren't gonna want you to work with kids when you were witnessing a rape happen and you did nothing and you were laughing in the video um and he does the classic i was a kid i'm a good guy i don't i would never do that i've learned from that like he's saying all this stuff which Possibly could be true. Maybe he did learn from that experience and he would never be involved in something like that again, right? Mm -hmm. But he has never acknowledged it or apologized or during the trial say, yeah, I was there and I watched him rape her as I was laughing in the room. Like, you know, like he hasn't done anything to actually acknowledge his mistake. He is just saying, oh, I I wouldn't do that again. I'm, I'm a good guy. Yeah. And then the thing that I thought was really interesting is that he's been playing this, like, charming, cutesy guy, whatever. And even when he was kind of a dick when they first met, he's overall been pretty nice. But then at that moment, he's like, why? So we both won't be doctors? Loser, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's basically, like, saying, like, he's insulting her and looking down at her because he's saying, like, oh, you're nothing. Yeah. You know? And, oh, you're trying to bring me down to your level now? And, like, it's like, oh, wow, okay. And you can see Cassie's like, okay, all right, (laughs) bye. And he gives her the information she wanted. Uh, And that's when we get to this where we're like, what is her game plan? Yeah. She's going to go to this bachelor party. She's pretending to be a stripper. She's dressed up in, like, this sexy doctor nurse outfit thing. 
and that's where she's wearing her wig that matches her nails. And again, yep. I really want. I, I that's hope, a great wig. I, yeah, I really hope someone goes into specifics of what all those colors mean. I'm sure it means something. I don't know it, but should anyway. I be her for Halloween next year? <laughs> Would you want to be her for <laughs> Halloween? Somebody needs to be. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a really like chompers should be. Her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> chompers will look good. Um. So anyway, she goes in. She pretends to be the stripper and. Uh, Al Monroe's like, who hired her? And of course, it's very believable because all the guys are like, I didn't do it. But it's like, that's a very bachelor thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Someone hired a stripper. And so she makes all the guys kneel, but but not Al. She makes him sit down. And she basically gives them drugged alcohol. Like, it it seems like we, we don't know that at first, but we later find that out. And then she takes Al upstairs because she's like, I have to do a private show. And at first he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I love my my fiance. I, I, I'm i not trying to sleep with you. And, he's, and she's like, yeah, I don't get paid unless I take you upstairs. So we don't have to do well, anything. He whisp- she whispers in his ear. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. And as they're going upstairs, you hear all the guys like, Oh, I like I I forget all the things they said, but like, oh, she won't be able to walk. Leave some for us. Rough, like you know, they're just yeah. saying all this stuff that's like really, really disgusting. And regardless of how playful the situation is, like you know, obviously, it, if you hired strippers and whatever, that's fine. But the way that people talk about strippers is so repulsive because it's like, okay. Why take it that far? Like, yeah. leave some for us. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, anyway. So they go upstairs, and she's like, I have to handcuff you because, you know, people get pretty handsy. And he's like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm a nice guy. Like, you know, I wouldn't do that. And she's like, eh, you know. Well, she said, you'd be surprised. The good guys are often the ones who are the worst or something exactly. like that. Exactly, exactly. And through this conversation, she's like, He's like, what's your name? And she's like, Nina. Nina Fisher, <laughs> the person who no, died. He, he was like, she was like, Candy. And he's like, what's your real name? And then, mm-hmm. she, and then she just says, Nina Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, obviously knows that name. He's like, you're not Nina Fisher. Nina Fisher is dead. And she's like, no, I'm Nina Fisher. And things obviously begin to increase. He's realizing that he's now in danger. He starts screaming and she's like, oh yeah, they're not going to hear you because I drugged them. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And she opens up her little bag and she's like, you know, I always wanted to be a doctor. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, what is she about to do? Like, yeah, we're like, about- here it comes. I was like, finally, she's about to murder someone. Thank yeah. you. I've been waiting <laughs> for this. Do it. And, he and then uh, and then she's like, oh, I, it seems like she's saying she's gonna carve her name in his chest. Yeah, yeah. He's like, everyone isn't really talking about her. I think you should have this, you know. Yeah, and she's talking yeah. about carving Nina's name into him. Okay, so here's the. Th- I guess this is specifically the part that maybe some people were not able to handle. Like they did not enjoy this ending. Mm-hmm. So they get in a struggle. He's able to get out of one of his handcuffs. And he ends up suffocating her with a pillow. And it's it's one of those things where w- did she want that to happen specifically? 
because throughout the movie, especially before she's with Ryan, she seems checked out in life and it's very sad. And did she have a bit of a death wish? I don't know. She obviously knew that it was a possibility that she could have ended up dead because she had all this other stuff prepared after the fact, like auto send. With uh, this you, specific situation. With, for this specific, yeah, exactly. Like, because I, let's, let's say she had lived, like in the, one of the letters that sh- were sent afterwards, she did say like, if you're getting this letter, that means that this happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, so there was a possibility that maybe she was kind of like, I might live through this. And if I do, then I could send the letter myself and I could do all this stuff. But I don't know. I think, and I'm wondering if anybody thinks this is not the case, which I think maybe you do, Mm -hmm. that I think, because she puts the handcuffs on him. The first one, he doesn't complain about. The second one, she's like, oh, that's, he's like, oh, that's too tight. And she's like, oh, it's fine or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that she set it up so that eventually he could get out of that one handcuff. The, the problem with that thing is that the handcuff that he says that's too tight on is the one that comes off. No. It is. She goes from his right side or she goes from, right. from, I'm sorry, okay. our, our left. left to his right. And then he ultimately. Uh, okay, you're right. Yeah. So, so I don't think she could have had any idea of how she was going to be killed to the point that she's like, okay, I'm going to make sure this handcuff is a little looser so that he'll be able to kill me. Like, I don't, I don't think it was that thought out. I think she just knew that she is putting herself in danger going into a home or a cabin or whatever with these guys and something could go wrong. Something could go wrong. As much as she may have planned out everything else, something could go wrong. And, I don't know if her intention was to try to kill him eventually or what, but she did seem like she was about to actually carve Nina's name into him. Anyway, yeah. he ends up killing her, suffocating her. And um, for so long, I was like, which I know she's accurate. faking it. Yeah. You were really like, in she's going to pop up. There's no way she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was, you were tough. in denial. Cause you were like, yeah, she's faking it. And then it's like literally the next day she has like all these bruises. And you're like, yeah, but she's alive, right? It's like, no. It's like somehow, come on. Yeah, like, absolutely make up. And it was <laughs> at, at that moment. Here, Here's the thing. And I know you didn't notice this, but I absolutely felt myself doing this. When she was talking about carving Nina's name into his body, mm-hmm. I was smiling. <laughs> I was literally smirking. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> and then when she was, I was like, fuck, damn it. You know, yeah. I was so sad because I was like, fuck, what happens now? Her whole plan, like, great. So that's how it ends. She dies. Like, that sucks. Not yeah. thinking that she had, like, a whole bunch of other stuff planned in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but that's when Max Greenfield comes in, and he's like, she's not dead. This is in the 90s. Anyway, you know, like, yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm saying that some of his line delivery was kind of funny, even though that moment was obviously insanely dark. Um, but they end up burning her body because they're in some like wilderness area or whatever. Um, and yeah, the police start looking for her and we see that she had already planned. Well, the police, Okay, sure. Or the police are called by her parents, and her parents are like, 
Yeah. She was doing better and blah, blah, which is like really sad because like they're acknowledging like, yeah, she was in a rough place, but she was recently doing better. Yeah. And so it, it is really sad. Um, and the police. Well, she was doing better, but then that happened and it completely shut that whole thing down. Yeah. The so. police are um, looking into it. They go to Bo Burnham and they're like, hey, do you know where she is? And he's obviously really scared. And doesn't know. He goes to the wedding. The wedding is happening. And, of course, everything is timed in a way where it all happens at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Al gets arrested. Max Greenfield's character, Joe, runs away. Um, <laughs> thinking, like, he can get away from the cops, I guess. I don't know. Um, and Bo Burnham is getting a series of messages like, oh, did you think this was the end? Oh, that's funny. Which... Obviously, if I'm going to poke any type of, like, realism hole into it, the idea of her messages being sent exactly at the same time that you start to hear sirens approach the <laughs> wedding sure. right after say, they say their vows is, like, crazy. But I loved it in the moment, you know? So it's fine. <laughs> um, but she's like, oh, you thought this was going to be over? <laughs> That's funny. And uh, she signs the text message, like, Cassie and Nina. And uh, and winky face. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, uh, it it is really sad that she obviously was murdered. And I also think the thing that was ultimately sad is that Al is now finally paying for his crime. But because he murdered someone, not because he raped someone. Right. Yeah. And I think that Well, I mean that's probably going to enter into it, but uh Well, yeah, because she she sent the video to the yeah. lawyer. But I'm saying that obviously people are able to understand, okay, you murdered someone, that's bad. So we're going to Yeah. <laughs> you are now going to jail because you murdered yeah, someone. Yeah. But when you rape someone, it's like well, did she kind of want to have sex? Is she just saying that because she didn't want to have sex and now she's saying she was raped? Like, you know, it's it's just this very... It, it's this thing that we're still dealing with about how people view sex and how people view women in sex because mm-hmm. the idea that someone, that a woman would have sex with a guy that they later regretted and then would be like, I was raped. Yeah. Like I had sex I had consensual sex with him, but that I'm so embarrassed that I had sex with him. I'm just going to say that he raped me. It's like yeah. w- while there are false accusations that happen, they're so they're so minor that that is just ridiculous. And the fact that this specific scenario that happened was obviously taped in front of people who were laughing at it, it's disgusting and really sad. Yeah. Um and it's really sad that Cassie you know, witnessed her friend go through that experience and it obviously impacted her to a level where she was never able to get out of it either. Yep. Um, so yeah, amazing movie. Loved it. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to say? I feel like we did go through every element of this movie. I, yeah. But, you know, whatever. I knew that was going to uh, happen. <laughs> um, was there anything that you wanted to say uh, that maybe we didn't talk about or maybe a moment that you really enjoyed? 
or did we cover everything? I think we covered everything. I I really liked uh, Bo Burnham's comedy throughout. Yeah, Bo Burnham. The the part, the reason why it's so shocking that he's in the video is because he is playing very charming throughout the thing, yeah. and you're able to excuse it. Like when he mentions, "Oh, my apartment's right here," you're like, "Okay, yes, he went a little too far. He, man- he manipulated it." He manipulated that situation, but he seems to be so sorry yeah. and regret his decision that he it must it just is a misunderstanding and he really didn't mean it. Or okay, he's friends with Al who clearly raped Nina, but he doesn't know that he, he maybe he just didn't know what happened and you know, yeah. maybe maybe they're they just play basketball together and they're just like basketball friends or something you know like okay, you can I didn't go specifically to that oh, but I, sure. I i yes i i'm I saying know, that because i'm just saying like i think we make excuses so for instance let's pretend we know al like we know that he's a person who's been accused of raping someone and that he speaks very badly about women and he's a bad person and we meet bo burnham's character who's like oh yeah you know al he's whatever but he's actually a cool guy if i like bo burnham I don't want to believe that he's co-signing on Al's behavior. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to be like, oh, maybe they're friends, but they're not like really close. Maybe he doesn't really know how douchey Al is. And like he he, he acknowledged it. See, he acknowledged that he's kind of douchey. So like maybe they you start to make excuses. Yeah. So in that moment, I think Cassie, even though she had a lot of like red flags up for anything, even she didn't pay too much attention to that she just used it as an opportunity to get more information about these students so that she can stalk them and do her plan right yeah um but yeah amazing movie loved it i look forward to hearing what people think about this movie once it's available for everyone to see uh and then we'll release this around that time too so yeah i was excited to have a screener too that was fun yeah yeah it was nice um yeah, especially because, again, this was the movie I was most excited to see this yeah. year. It was nice that we were able to see it. When they were like, okay, we're moving the movie. It's going to come out in, on Christmas Day. I was like, oh, great. I, I can rent it on Christmas Day. And like, no, in theaters. I was like, okay, guys. Uh, What's the point on. of that? Why, why are you doing this? We're not yeah. in Australia. I can't actually go to a theater. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what, what do you want me to do? Um, but anyway, uh, all right. Uh, you good? We can end the show? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OffScreenBabble. If you have any suggestions or feedback, please email us at OffScreenBabble at gmail.com. All right. Bye. Bye.